lot of us took the GO train into work today because of the freezing rain warning. We are still under that effect for the GTA uh, through your commute home. So keep that in mind and we'll keep you up to date as to where it stands right now. I think right now it's just wet and we're just under that warning. But a lot of people are going to be taking the GO train home again tonight. And it used to be that you would have to carefully choose your seat because, you know, you don't want to be stuck riding the GO with loud talkers or seat savers or people falling asleep on you. Now, where you sit on the train could increase your risk for exposure to diesel exhaust. I kid you not, this is research coming out of the University of Toronto. We're joined now by Professor Greg Evans, who's with the Department of Chemical Engineering and Applied Chemistry at U of T. Welcome to the show. Wonderful to be here, and I think you have captured the Go Train experience quite nicely. Uh, clearly, it takes one to know one. <laughs> All right, so new research coming out of the University of Toronto has found that, you know, it depends on where you sit, but you could be opening yourself up to greater exposure. Tell us a little bit about your findings. Well, what we've found is that the levels of exposure that one might experience in the GO trains very much depends on where you sit and how the train is being operated. Uh, I commute on the GO train from Ajax, and in the morning when I'm coming in, the train is in what we call the push mode in that the locomotive is at the very back. And then the air quality is very clean, and it's a wonderful experience. On the way home for me today, uh, the train will be in the pull mode in that the locomotive will be at the front. And when it's in the pull mode, if you're in the car right behind the locomotive, that's where the highest um, concentrations of air pollution will be found. And what, what kind of air pollution are we talking about? It's quite a mix. What we did is we measured two pollutants that are representative of diesel exhaust. Uh, The locomotive is a big diesel engine. It's putting out diesel exhaust, uh, which is really quite a complex mixture of chemicals. So we picked two of them that are good indicators of that. Uh, We measured soot, which people might see as uh, coming out the stack. Uh, We call that black carbon. Mm -hmm. And then we measured very, very microscopic particles. We call ultrafine particles, or some people might call them nanoparticles which are tiny particles, which you wouldn't be able to see or smell, but they're certainly in the air. And so how high are the concentrations? Uh, The concentrations are quite high relative to the concentrations that most people would experience throughout the day. Uh, We all experience elevated concentrations depending on how we commute, whether it's in the the subway, buses, or sitting on the highway. Mm -hmm. But these are quite elevated compared to those. Really? So it actually might be more detrimental to my health to sit in that first car on the GO train than to sit in my car commuting. It might well be, and that's really what concerned us a bit. Uh, Particularly, again, I'll emphasize, if you're in the car right behind the locomotive. Were you shocked by your findings? I would say we were surprised. Uh, We didn't uh, expect it as somebody who has traveled on the GO train for many decades. Um, I didn't expect to find this. And I understand you're also finding this not just in the front car, but somewhere in the middle as well. The concentrations are about three to four times lower once you get back to the middle. How do they compare with being out on the street? It's still higher than being out on the street, say walking on a busy street downtown, um, but they're better than the front car. You have been sharing your information for the past year doing this study uh, with Metrolinx, and what, what's been their response? Their response has been fantastic, and I really want to emphasize that. Um, I've been very, very impressed. Uh, We found this. We made some measurements to really confirm that we we were making proper measurements. We knew what was happening, and then we went to Metrolinks with it, and um, they took it very seriously. Were they shocked? Uh, I think they were surprised. I think they, uh, they didn't 
know about it, and um, so it certainly wasn't good news for them, but it was good news that they found out, and they've been looking at taking steps ever since then. Uh, for example, we were working with them a few weeks ago, testing out some much better filters that they're looking to put in um, the, the cars as an interim step to improve the air quality. And what is the long-term goal? Uh, the long-term goal really depends on uh, how long is long-term. So long-term uh, would be electrification. Mm-hmm. That would eliminate this problem. Uh, certainly uh, a few years from now, there may be Tier 4 diesel engines, which will have much lower emissions, and that will certainly help the problem. Uh, the most immediate step would be putting in these better quality filters, and that's a very positive step forward. There's other things that can be done in the interim, and I think that's something that we uh, would like to work with Metrolinx to, to see what else we can do to improve it for, uh, for commuters. The mute in the immediate future, for people listening right now, uh, who should be avoiding that first car? Um, I would say if someone is, has an existing health condition, they know they have a heart problem or asthma, respiratory problem, or if they're pregnant, I would suggest just for the, to be cautious that they might avoid that first car. Could you go into distress? Uh, I think that's probably uh, something that we wouldn't be able to say. Right. Um, that's, that's, there's many reasons why that could happen, and we just hope it doesn't happen, but it'd be hard to point to this one thing or another thing. Well, I appreciate you joining us uh, on the show tonight. I know where I'm not going to be sitting. You know what? It's going to be like I was uh, when I was a kid, back to the back of the bus. We'll be all fighting for that back car. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully people will spread themselves out. And I, I think the other thing is to note is that this is not just a problem with Metrolinx. It's, uh, there's passenger change across North America that have the same issue. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to really bring this forward, because um, it's something that a number of people need to be aware of. So it goes far beyond just Toronto. Professor Evans, thank you so much for joining us on the show. You have yourself a fantastic afternoon and happy commuting. Thank you for the opportunity. Cheers. Bye.